Welcome to the third episode of the Knicks Rewind Podcast. Owen Smith is here, and we're going to talk about the Knicks-Raptors game that just ended. And I also want to give a shout-out to my boy Nate, giving us a new logo. Much better. Much better. And follow us on Twitter, at Knicks Rewind Pod. We're also on Instagram. Because it's only us two, we Mm -hmm. we need ratings. So (laughs) five stars on Apple Podcasts. Please. Will be a bless. All right. Let's get into it. Much appreciated. Let's start with the Knicks Toronto box score that just happened. It's 11:20 p.m. July 9th right now. The game just ended. What a painful, awful basketball game to sit through. That was, I was half asleep the whole time. I was half asleep, but that's okay. I mean, I don't like nobody really had a great game. You know, some people like Barrett's box score looks nice. He had some flashes at the end. Um, but Knox, awful. Knox was bad. Three for 15. Awful. One for eight from three, and he missed three free throws. He did get to the line 11 times. Uh, Yeah, but, like, you you look at him get to the line, and it was like, you know, he gets in an NBA game. He's not going to get these calls, you know. He just, he goes to the basket, and he just, he flails and, you know, throws the ball up there and, like, you know, hopes to get a call. But, like, his drives are just so out of control. And, you he know, did. when he's not making threes, he's such a streaky three-point shooter. Like, he's just a non-impact at all on the court because his defense is terrible. He doesn't pass the ball well. He's not a good rebounder. No, he doesn't do anything well he except also had, for score. He had four turnovers. Score. He had two steals, though. Did he have an assist? Uh, he had one assist. So yeah, four four turnovers to one assist though is that's but he was also really a ugly. team low minus eighteen with the plus minus stat. But poor game from Knox when he's not shooting well, he's non existent in the game. And that's something he needs to work on. We've talked about this on previous podcasts, but getting this upper body strength, because I love his moves to the rim. He gets there. Eh. I like him. I think he gets he's, there. He's he gets he's got a there. he's got a basketball body. Uh yeah. But you know, he's super lanky and long and you know and he can like he can really get he can get to his spots you know it's just when he gets to his spots it's really maintaining and like owning his space yeah that's what um, i'm saying like what's it what's he, he i think he gets there and I, yeah. think, I like his moves and he's strong and he's long and tall and built for, as a basketball player mm-hmm. but it's just getting that upper body strength right to no, just, he's, he's weak to get that final push into the rim and I, and I don't see a huge difference you know between this year and last year in terms of his upper body strength. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Iggy Brasdakis. Nine points, four for nine from the field. One for three from downtown. Yeah. A couple rebounds, a few assists, four turnovers. He was getting the ball poked from him a few times. I think all of his turnovers were, were, were from probably from that. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't see a whole lot from Iggy tonight. He didn't look as good as he did um, on Sunday night, which he was, was a, a, a gutsy performance. He was a second team low of a minus 15. Well, yeah. I mean, second round pick, you know, I mean, I, I, I'll take it from him, you know, but one really good game, you know, is all you can ask for. Yeah. Like one game when he drops 30 and just goes off and, you know, plows the crowd into it, you know, like this year, I don't see him having a huge role on the team, sadly, because um, I really like watching him play. But like with the roster crunch that we have now, especially um, after the news that, you know, Marcus Morris might be a Nick. Brasdikas might not, you know, might not fit really anywhere on the roster, especially with how many power forwards we have. Yeah. So Do you think he could play small forward? He could play three. Yeah. He, he I mean, he should play he should three, play but three. like, 
you know, that Knox is probably best suited as a four, but he'll have to get most of his minutes at three now. So Brasdikas is going to be fighting for that backup three spot. And, and, and Barrett also should get a lot of minutes at three. Yeah, I like Barrett at the three rather than the two. At the two also. Yeah, because um, he can't, you know, he can't shoot as well. And I think he's really going to struggle to get around twos. Um because he's not very he doesn't he's not very quick. i've noticed he doesn't do a good job getting around screens and the two guards no. run pick and rolls more yeah well and, and he it's not that he doesn't do i mean i don't, I don't i've like, noticed that he goes i don't like to talk about i think positions in the nba especially the way you know david fizzell loves to talk about playing positionless basketball like i don't love to talk about necessarily like who runs pick and rolls because i think he can run it from any spot no i, I think, believe rj barrett can run pick and rolls i'm talking about defending it like he doesn't I, do I, a good yeah job yeah you know yeah. he he, he he um i think yeah i think more days in the nba positions are about who you're defending rather than you know who where you're where you are on offense all right let's um, talk about barrett because we just kind of transitioned yeah. to barrett anyway 17 points Better tonight six for 14 from the field he hit a three yeah he took four he made all four of his free throws he had 10 rebounds and six assists and only padding at the only end. one turnover and he had like what at the end of the game he had what eight turnovers at the end of the at the end of last night's game yeah uh that's not bad it's a big upside three blocks too really three blocks and he was only a minus six well i mean you know really encouraging game from barrett tonight um especially after how he looked the first two games um because he looked awful first two games you know there's still a lot of things he needs to work on i still doesn't he doesn't have a reliable jump shot um which is frustrating. Um, and he still, you know, sometimes drives to the basket with one intention in mind. Um, but he looked a lot calmer tonight, you know. And I actually saw some flashes on defense from him as well. And he passes really well out of the pick and roll. Um, he passes well out of the pick and roll, but he also had, although he only had, what, one turnover? Yeah. That was, I think, he had a couple of passes that were not accurate. I think he had some bad passes. Yeah, he had some bad passes, but uh, you know, a stat a stat that I came across on Twitter, um, he you know he averaged one point four points per possession when passing out of the pick and roll at Duke, um, which was good for ninety fifth mm-hmm. percentile nationally, um, which is really impressive, and I think that we should run a lot of pick and rolls with him this year because he clearly has that ability. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to see? Do you want to see them? Do you want to see him running with, with Mitch? Most, yeah, I mean, I mean, mostly. I think for sure. I think Mitch. Um, if we can segue into, I like a Julius Randall too, but we'll I mean, talk about I think, that later. I think Mitch. One thing that Mitch really needs to work on um, is being a screen setter. He had like four moving screens. He had four moving, like three or four moving screens tonight, and he doesn't actually like set screens. He had seven personal fouls. Reminder: ten is when you get fouled. Ten is out. when you get fouled out. But this is the thing that's frustrating with Mitch. And I was really hoping to see improvement, you know, in summer league by summer league from him. But he just looks like he's the the exact same player as he was when we ended the year last year. And that can be a good thing. You know, Mitch did some great things for us last year. But like, hopefully, you know, you were hoping that he would have sat down and, you know, watched like hours of tape of every single foul he committed this year. And, you know, really work to improving that. But him coming out and fouling, you know, 
I think he had 5,000 his first nine minutes tonight. Like, that's really frustrating to see that he hasn't improved on that. That's the only thing that I'm upset about in this game. Like, I wasn't expecting him to start shooting, like, mid-range jumpers. Like, that's not something yeah. I was expecting. No, I, like, I, I, don't, out of the pick I don't know pop. if that'll ever be a part of that this game. That probably will never be a part of this game. But he did have 13 points, 5 for 7 from the field. The 7 uh, fouls, which I mentioned. 3 blocks, 14 rebounds. Yeah. You like the 14 rebounds. The rebounding, that's his actually quietly. Because the shot blocking was always there. Um, the shot blocking was always there. But like, you know, his his rebounding, it really got so much better last year. You know, he even had one near twenty, or I think he had a twenty rebound game, um, against the Raptors, um, at fourteen boards tonight. But he just looked disengaged tonight, and I think like sometimes that's gonna happen when you get a second year guy in summer league. Um, you know, like I I I've I've heard that like Jared Allen over in Brooklyn. <laughs> isn't having your boy <laughs> the greatest time in summer league so far but you know i i think like these guys know that like out you know, these, these are nba starting caliber centers you know they don't want to be i think he's a little bored playing summer league especially with a bunch of like you play around with a bunch of guys who just want to shoot you know you, you know, a lot of guards summer league games are dominated by guards who just want to get theirs and get their shots up and you know i think mitch looked disengaged tonight yeah times, no it's especially a lot of- on defense the way Perry kind of constructed this team was not a lot of ball movement, a lot of ISO guys, yeah. and a lot, of, and which is fair for a lot of non-shooters. A, a lot of these guys are wor- working for their jobs. But let's talk about Kadeem Allen really quickly. Five points, one for four from the field, five fouls, two steals, two turnovers, two assists. Yeah, he, I'm you like Kadeem Allen, but he's what twenty five. Twenty five. You mentioned. Yeah. Um, Fizdale really likes him too. I'd rather see Frank out there. I mean, I know Frank is playing over in France yeah. right now, but I'd no, rather see he's, Frank. He's been at the games. Oh, he was at the game tonight, right? Yeah, but he's yeah. also, but he's playing. He's playing. He's going to play. So that's I why he's that's not playing. It, and the League. World Cup is like late August. Yeah, so it hasn't happened yet, but he's so, getting ready yeah. for to he's play that. Ready for that. Which I actually think will be really good for him because he gets to play. Oh against yeah, me NBA too. Players, you know. And Tyler Cavanaugh, sign him up. Sign him. Give him fifteen million a year. Boom. Do it now. Show. 10 points. He's got the yak. He's a four. Stretch four. We already have, what, we have four Maybe we have like, we have like on five. our roster right yeah, now? Yeah, we, Why not <laughs> sign him up. One? Sign him up. 15 million. Um, nobody else was an impact. Um, Back to Ed Allen real quick. Okay. I just, I don't, I don't see a spot for him on our roster. You've been saying you like him. I really like his game, but I don't, his contract, you know, gives us He's a two-way, right? I think he's on a two-way. And I think his contract gives us a lot of, you know, it gives us venues for us to get rid of him really easily. Whereas Frank, you know, the only avenue to really do that is trade. And I don't mean, Allen could be our third-string point guard on on this roster, but I think we're more likely to keep Peyton Smith one, one and two on the depth chart and then have Frank, you know, let's say one of those guys get hurt, Frank can play back a point guard, but I think Frank will, minutes will be shifted around a lot more, and I think Frank will be playing off the ball a lot more this year. Because um, I think the Knicks' actually biggest hole in their roster right now is at the, the you know, the wing position. After this um, year, Frank has a team option, right? Yeah, there's a team option. It's going to be interesting to see if we accept That it. team option is $6 million. Uh, Yeah, And that's next we free agency, ex- you know, right? I, I think we accept it. That's next, that's next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, th- I, I damn hope we accept we accept it, but yeah. um, 
the game overall it mm. wasn't that interesting. No. I was impressed with Barrett. No. But other than that. Yeah, I was impressed with Barrett. It was it was a boring bit. game. If you didn't catch Somewhere. it, you missed nothing. You missed the best Barrett game by far so by far. By far, yeah. He didn't still didn't have a great game. He had a good game, 17 points. It wasn't this 30-point game. The only, the only thing is, is, like, is the inefficiencies. 17 points on 14 shots. It's not great. you know. And it's just the fact that he just can't hit. He just can't, he can't hit, hit a jumper. He can't hit a pull-up jumper. He can't, you know. And But, but his, his game this year is going to be... He's really good at using his body. His game this year is going to be getting in transition, going downhill with yeah. his left hand. That's what you're going to see most he's, of He's a little hardened-like in the way that he, like, uses timing and like uses his body and gets defenders on his hip um he's a little, he's very like herky-jerky going to the basket because he's not he's not very explosive but that also causes him to force a lot of shots he takes a there. lot of tough he takes know, a lot of like tough fader like he, he's also he's got the same the Knox problem yeah. right now just i mean it's just maturity he doesn't right really now. finish above the rim in the half court um no. like he, you know he, it's a lot of like below the rim finishes. Or trying to go to floaters or fading away, trying to hit that yeah, backboard. No, yeah, and, and those are inefficient shots, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, you know, the growth is good because it's good to see that he's settled down a little bit. Yeah, and obviously Trier missed another game. He was, he's been sick. He's been he missed sick. the last game on Sunday yeah, we've night. we missed him. Versus the Suns. But we've when missed him. we both watched the Suns game, we didn't do an analysis after that game. However, what were some differences that you saw, positive or negative, I mean, I think the biggest difference... Um, Other than Barrett, because we already talked about I mean, about Barrett, it. yeah, we talked about Barrett's difference. Um, the emergence of Brasdikas in the Suns game was really fun to watch, and it was huge, and that yeah. wasn't as on display tonight. He had 30, 30 points, by the way, on 11 for 19. 11 for 19 shooting, hit a huge three to tie the game with 30 seconds left. Um, I wouldn't say there are any huge differences. Um, I'd say the biggest difference I saw, you know, with in terms of, like, individual players was Knox came out more aggressive tonight than he, he was did. doing a lot of ball handling um and yeah shooting. he was doing tonight he he really they, they they put the ball in his hands a lot um and i i was saying before the game i was like i really want to see Knox just try to take over this game you know second year player summer league eighth overall pick last year like he should be scoring 25 against these guys night in and night out because he he was shooting it well but then i, I feel like he kind of disappeared against the sun a lot of his shots are just catch and shoot he's getting a lot of passing yeah. from kadeem allen or in the first game it was Trier, that we're yeah. finding him in these corners or on these wings, and I haven't been impressed with his pull-up game. No, off screens, pull-up game, off screens, and because he never hits the roll, he doesn't man. Handle it all that. He doesn't well handle it all the well. Doesn't pass it. I'm starting, I'm starting to get a little. You know, Knox had his moments last year, but yeah, uh, I, I'm still high on Knox though. I'm not. I'm, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not the, the only thing is hot. High on Knox, meaning he's not going to be a superstar, but I think he's going to be a he's contributor. Not be superstar. I think he can average 18 points a game on a really good team. I think that's. His and I, can, I think he can shoot. His ceiling is being like a third option on a championship team. That's his. That's his ceiling. Ceiling, I think. That's the best he's going to get. Yeah. And, I, I don't. But think, I also think he could be a guy that shoots 40 percent from three and also impacts the game in other ways. I think his rebounding could be good. Yeah, because he's got that NBA body. If he, if he, I don't think the the problem with Knox is I don't see a lot of like, he doesn't have like the you know I I think one thing I really like about Barrett is Barrett is like you can see the mentality you know Barrett is so locked in when he plays you know he's such a I, I like to use the word dog you know he he he's he's such like he's you know he's so engaged and he wants to go to the basket like he wants to score, 
Um, you don't see that with Knox. You know, Knox doesn't have no. that same assertiveness. And you don't see Knox talking or on the court. No, he's not you don't very vocal. You don't see a lot of emotion. And from I was him. worried about that last year too. And I haven't seen it. Like this is summer league. He should be going out having fun, dropping twenty five on these yeah. guys. He should be cocky. He should be. Ready and it's to not go. like he looks like he's like some guys. You know, just just are cool, but they're still like show up for business any day, every day. Like Knox looks disengaged at times, and I think that part of him. You know, I think sometimes he just shoots to shoot. And you know, doesn't doesn't always. I don't. I don't know if he'll ever capitalize on the potential that he has because of his mentality, and it's frustrating to see at times. Yeah. You know, just watching him on the court. But and I don't big, think he'll ever be a great defender or a good defender because of that. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't get locked in like that. He doesn't get the guy in front of exactly. him. Exactly. And know? but, and then RJ Bird's mentality, you know, is a big reason why I like him. I think he's ready to. St- He's not ready, like he's an NBA body, but he's ready to get that mentality. I think, he's got, I think one of the bigger things is his his, his athletic. I mean, his athleticism. I don't think he, the skills are there yet. You know, I think they'll come. You were just shitting on his athleticism when we were downstairs watching the game. I'm not shitting on his, I'm just saying he has an NBA body. I mean, like he's six seven, like two fifteen. Like he's an. He's, he's two hundred. He's two hundred. He looks like an NBA. I mean, he look or he looks like an NBA player. Yeah. But he's he's like lanky too. I'm I'm saying he's not very. He doesn't get by guys. Well, that's that's gonna come. I don't know if that. I think he got he got by, he got by that's guys what I'm in worried college about is because like you watch the tape. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot of the same stuff where he just puts a guy on his hip and. Lays oh, it I know. Like it, going downhill and he doesn't. He doesn't get guy, by guys. He doesn't. It's one I saw of, him get by guys at Duke. Watch the tape. I did. A lot of well, we'll move on from this barrier argument because I don't want to get into yeah. this, and we'll get into this after the summer league when we have our long episode. Mm-hmm. But also, if if my editing sounds weird, it's because our recorder died. But we're still new with this. And I didn't realize that it had one bar left. <laughs> but that's okay. You know, we'll move on. We don't need to hear about the summer league anymore. But we no, dropped we to zero three in Vegas, and it's just. I mean, if if we're gonna summarize, kind of just All right, yeah, go for it. Put this in a bigger picture. It, it's just frustrating. We got work to do. We got work to do, but you know, these guys, we have, you know, in terms of just like NBA players. We have the most NBA talent on any summer league roster. And to see these guys come out the last three games and just get exposed. You got 0 and 3 after, you know, having the best odds to win the whole thing. One out of eight. It's frustrating. Considering that like, you know, you go Knox, Robinson, Barrett, Trier. Um, Brasdikis, maybe Allen. That's those are five out of the like eight, nine guys in our rotation this year. No, I mean this is like That's these are frustrating. These are guys who are going to be in our and, lineup, and these guys are losing to scrubs. They lost to the Raptors. The Raptors. The best Raptors player, have what's his name? Nobody. Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher didn't play minutes for them last year. Yeah, no, it's, it's he's it's, really talented, but it's not. It's not a good sign, but it's like you can always keep saying that it's summer league. But there is reason to be worried, and it's fine. It's just it's it's not. What we'll you move want. on. So earlier this afternoon, there was some interesting news that yes. we weren't wanting to pay. We didn't want to pay uh, Reggie Bullock the amount of money because we didn't like the looks of his physical and didn't think that he could play a whole year or was skeptical yeah, about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And we were trying to rework that deal, and as that was happening, yeah. Marcus Morris said that he was willing to renegotiate or he was starting to back out of his deal with the Spurs, which was a two-year, $20 with, million with the deal. New, with the new cap and, space. And mm-hmm. now that the Knicks have cap space, yeah, maybe like a... he. 
we offered him a one-year $15 million yeah. deal. So it's more for him for one year, but it's less guaranteed money. But yeah. he can – but from his point of view, this is the thing. Like, I can go to New York, take a bunch of shots, and get paid next year. That's his, that's his point of view, in my opinion. Yeah. And for the Knicks, it's a guy who is arguably better who's, – who's a better scorer than Bullock. I don't know how much yeah. better he fits, but he's a better scorer – yeah, and he's for fifteen million only one year. I don't love the positional fit. I don't know where he fits in. I don't know where he plays. But I, I'd say like I, I, I threw around the word dog earlier in this podcast. Like he's a dog, Marcus Morris. Like this oh, dude, yeah. plays hard. Will get pissed off. You know, he's the type of guy that I want. You know, around a, a Knox who doesn't look, who doesn't have a lot of dog in him, doesn't have a lot of fight in him. You know, like that's a great guy to have around the young kids because he's going to teach him to work hard and he's going to teach him to not take back down from anybody. Um, that's the type of mentality that I want instilled in, in our guys. And I think this is more of a leadership signing um, and a mentorship signing than it is really for, I mean, he's a, re- he's a good player. You're also getting that too. But I think a lot of this is, you know, I think the Knicks front office like really wants this guy around the young the young kids yeah and i totally agree with you but i don't know if you feel the same way but when we brief briefly talked about this earlier mm-hmm. we both said that we would probably prefer to have that reggie bullock bullock yeah, contract yeah, yeah, yeah. basketball player, basketball wise contract i don't really care because it's a one-year deal uh-huh. but basketball wise yeah and I'd fit because we already have let's i mean going through our bigs julius randall I said we need bobby twos. portis we need gibson uh meach obviously we have so many of these guys who plays similarly. We don't mm-hmm. need another guy coming in taking deep yeah. pull-up two-pointers. Yeah. Especially, you know, he's best playing the four. He's best playing the four, and we already have he's that locked three, up. Four, and I don't want any more like minutes being taken away from Randall whole or Robinson. Uh, but, I, I mean, yeah. I understand it, but I think having a spot-up shooter in the corner that can space the floor is a better fit for the yeah. team, and we'll get our younger guys more looks. I don't need... I don't need Marcus Morris on our team looking to go out on a contract a year to but, try to make a lot of money. Yeah, it, it sounds like there's more to the Reggie Bullock situation than we know about. Yeah, I mean, if it you, sounds like there's a weird, there's a weird thing going. on. We're gonna have to thing. wait. It's gonna be interesting to see. It's gonna be interesting. But a lot of people out. on Twitter want Morris and would prefer yeah. to have Morris. And I was surprised to see that. I'd be cool with. I, I'd really be cool with either one. I just want to make sure. The only thing I care about is that you know morris morris or bullock whoever it is both that doesn't cut into the minutes and development of Everybody robinson knox presdikas whatever yeah. those those front court players who are who are, who are core pieces and, yeah i mean obviously bear is gonna play a lot but you know guys like that thanks for listening it's just us two and i stay up really late editing podcasts so if you can get review on if you're listening on apple podcasts please get the word out that would be appreciated. But other than that, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys later this Go week. Go Knicks. Go Knicks.